everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I thought not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. I'm Catherine, and today I'm joined by the BBFC Head of Education, Lucy, to discuss Roman Polanski's version of Macbeth from 1971. To mark 400 years since Shakespeare's death, we're going to use a few episodes of the podcast to delve into the files for some of his plays that were translated to the silver screen, and look at what issues those films posed for the BBFC, and also for the filmmakers. Welcome back, Lucy. Thank you for having me. Today we're talking about Macbeth, 1971, another Shakespeare play which has had many film adaptations over the years. This version, directed by Roman Polanski, stars John Finch as Macbeth and Francesca Anis as Lady Macbeth. Now, Macbeth was made by Polanski in the aftermath of the murder of his pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, and several of his friends by members of the Manson family at his house in Beverly Hills on the night of 9th of August 1969. Now, following these murders, Polanski quit the film project he was working on at the time, a film called The Day of the Dolphin, and he sank into quite a deep depression and sort of blamed himself for this tragedy. After months of grieving over his wife's death, he set about adapting Shakespeare's Macbeth with the help from a British theatre critic, Kenneth Tynan, and much of Macbeth was actually filmed in various locations around the British Isles. So that gives you a bit of context to... um, what was going on with the film director at the time this film was being made. Um, But what do we know about the very first time the BBFC encountered this film, Lucy? Well, what's really interesting when you look through the file, and you'll have to forgive any paper rustling because I've got lots and lots of sheets here, is it had quite a good journey um, in BBFC terms. First of all, Roman Polanski wrote to the BBFC to explain that it was a project he was going to embark on, and then he later sent a script and met several times with the then-BBFC director, John Trevelyan. So I thought we could look at some of the materials we have from that time, which tell us about how this, how this film was classified. So first off, we have some really quite remarkable letters, actually, between Roman Polanski himself and John Trevelyan, where Roman Polanski explains what he's going to do for his project. He actually sends a quite series of quite witty letters. Um, the first one saying that he fears that John Trevelyan may be um, disturbed by the material he's about to make, and he highlights three problems he thinks the censors may have with it. At no point in this letter, I should point out, does he mention what the film is. He says... Number one, violence. It cannot be denied that this is an extremely gory subject, involving a large number of brutal killings, most of them committed by members of the upper classes. The source material expressly insists on the decapitation of a ruling monarch as its climax. It is up to you to decide whether there's any artistic justification for bloodshed on this scale and at this social level. Other aspects he points out that are going to be in this mystery script are anti-religious propaganda which includes a detailed recipe for summoning up the devil, including a full list of ingredients. He then lists some of the ingredients, which of course include things like anatomy of animals and pots of bodies, and says to John Trevelyan, you may feel that to dwell on these details may incite people to undesirable do-it-yourself activities. His third highlight is horror, where he says, in addition to the episodes of violence mentioned, there is an indispensable sequence in which a married woman appears with her hands soaked in human blood and another in which a ghost appears with its throat cut from ear to ear. 
I see no way of removing these sequences without seriously damaging the storyline. And he says, before he goes any further, he would like them to read the book. And of course, the book is Macbeth. What follows is a really lovely amount of, of correspondence in which Trevelyan carries on this theme. So they talk about Shakespeare as if he's a best-selling author of the time. Trevelyan says this author has, of course, written other subjects which produce obvious censorship problems. I remember, for example, one in which a jealous husband strangled his wife on the love bed. So it goes on for some time where they're talking about it. As the project evolves, Polanski sends in the script. And so there's some discussion about the script. It's a really interesting script, I think, because, of course, if you've seen the film, um, you'll know that at the time it was considered to be quite a sort of gory and strong adaptation. And even at the script stage, there were elements that were highlighted. John Trevelyan talked about how he thought it was likely to require an X at the time. And to put that in context, until the sort of 1960s, uh, the board had had a policy of always passing Shakespeare at U anyway. The other interesting thing that happened once the script was written was Trevelyan met with Polanski and he writes a very detailed record of that meeting. So shall we talk a bit about what he said there? Because that's quite um, telling, bearing in mind the, the information he gave us at the beginning. Yeah, so what at the moment, we've got a situation where John Trevelyan is really seriously thinking about giving a Shakespeare film an X when normally they would try and pass them at you. That's right. And, and what John Trevelyan's... He hasn't seen the film yet, though, so it's still at the script stage. Um, and he meets and he talks a lot to them about um, this is to Roman Polanski and to Kenneth Tynan not just about the script itself but the social context of that script so he actually says to Roman Polanski I made the point that there would probably be people who would say that he was recreating the terrible Hollywood murder case and would criticise him for this he said that he was well aware of this but that it would probably apply to any film that he made. So they obviously had quite a sincere and deep discussion about, about how people might interpret his work. So the, the conclusion is he thinks it probably will end up as an X. He said, they told me they did not intend to exaggerate it and would probably not be likely to attempt to have Macbeth decapitated visually, since apart from other considerations, this would look more like a standard horror film. So you can also see how they were thinking about how different films look. Trevelyan ends his sort of internal documentation saying he's waiting for the film to come in. But it's interesting that they, the script is so evocative that they're talking about, as you say, a grown-up category for it. So what happened next? Was it simply a case of them sitting back and waiting for the film to come in and be classified? Well, sort of, although actually in that time, um, John Trevelyan was replaced by Stephen Murphy as the secretary of the BBFC. So we had a new person come in after these sort of uh, long dialogues had taken place. Um, and when the film was seen, it was classified AA uncut, not X. So the AA certificate is a restrictive category for those aged 14 and over only. That's what that was. What we also know, although we don't have a lot of detail of why, is that Polanski also cut the film before it came in. So we have a note that sort of interestingly says he's made two further cuts to the film before release. So these aren't cuts requested by the BBFC, but he had made additional cuts to it, including removing some knives to the throat of Duncan and to another character. So Stephen Murphy had taken this on, and, and it's interesting because he has a couple of complaints about it, although there aren't very many, and in fact, in one of them, he points out that the complaints assume that this is a film that's had a lot of controversy, and he points out to one of the people who wrote in that um, although he understands their concerns, they are one of only two people at that time that have even written in. Although, interestingly, one of the complaints is from a teacher who took some students to see it so it's got this interesting life Murphy got into quite long quite long letter exchanges with them explaining 
all the thinking behind it. So he goes into quite a lot of detail about knowing that it was likely to be studied in school and how well known the text was. And that's the sort of thing, I guess, that we still talk about today when we look at films like the recent Fassbender Macbeth, where you, you start to see that it's sitting in a very specific cultural place and that people are going to expect, for example, a likely amount of gore in Macbeth and a likely amount of sort of horror imagery. And how is the film classified now? Well, it came in in 1985 for video classification. And what's really interesting there is if you look at the examiner reports from that time, it sort of jumps ahead. um, And they are suddenly talking about this film that's been an AA for many years and only had, I think, three letters in as on the 1518 borderline. So remember in the mid-1980s, we now have a much more similar rating system to the one we have now. And the examiners noted how close the violence was to 18 level, particularly the uh, stabbing of Duncan, um, but also Banquo's axed body, so that's when he's assassinated, and um, the killing of a boy. And they talk quite a lot about the educational value of the film and the notion that although they're disturbing, are they likely to be harmful to 15 to 18 year olds if they watch them? In the end, they concluded that that it should be passed at 15 rather than 18, and that was its better place. And what's also interesting is some of the reports refer to other examiners at the time who have worked in education and as teachers, and sort of they draw, you can see the examiners drawing on their sort of experience in the world of education and saying, well, this is this play's well known, it's likely to, the, the audience are going to understand it within this context. I suppose it's tricky because at that time there wasn't the public consultations that we do now. So whereas now we would balance up the guidelines with the fact that it's a known text and well-known quantity, whereas then they didn't have the public research and the guidelines. They could only really go on what had been passed at 15 and 18 before and how they thought it was going to be received by the public. And, and I mean, the other thing that they do talk about in quite a lot of the... Um, when I say quite a lot, in, in the two or three letters they got, they talk about how the film critics at the time had particularly interrogated the AA rating, partly because of the the Polanski's wider social and private life, that they hadn't found it wanting. So it wasn't a film where lots of critics had said, I can't believe the BBFC has passed this extremely bloody um, and sort of dangerous feeling Macbeth, you know, because it is still strong. I mean, it stands up as a 15 now. It's it's tough stuff in some of it. Um, there's lots of sort of executions and things like that. And it gets quite sort of dark and twisted. And there wasn't this broad call for it to be given an X back in the 70s. And so I think that they were sort of even thinking about that in the 80s, as you said, they didn't have the guidelines, but they did have a sort of history of that work in particular. And as you say, of other works that have, have sat there. Brilliant. Thank you, Lucy. That was really interesting and really sort of detailed look at a file which is quite complex in terms of the materials we have and (laughs) the materials we don't have um, and trying to work out what actually went on. Now, um, if you have any ideas for films you'd like to hear about on the podcast, you can use our podcast feedback form on the podcast page or you can email us on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or you can tweet us at BBFC.